Welcome to the hot Hello. <laughs> if you hear kids in the background, um, it is what it is. Just ignore. I'm babysitting <laughs> my brother and his sister, so you might hear it. We it's not. It's it's not ghostly children. It's it's real children. <laughs> we can pretend it's ghostly children. <laughs> I don't think we can with that. To be honest, I'm not sure how much they can hear of them back there, but <laughs> I forgot where it was for a second. Then my glasses like. Cover where the mic is on my shirt right we now. We have really new microphones well. too. We're gonna see how these work out. So anyway, welcome back. Hi, welcome to the haunt. I'm Brick. I'm Shisha. Shisha. We're gonna get spooky, sort of. We're talking about monsters today. We're specifically we're talking about Frankenstein, the one and the only. There's a lot of history to this specific monster, and I know you studied it multiple times in college. <laughs> I'm going to come across so, real pretentious. You tell me <laughs> everything that there is to know. So I've had an illustrious college career. I've gone to three different schools. And because I've gone to different schools, I actually had to read this book twice in two different classes at two different schools. So I've got a lot of knowledge. <laughs> and I want to hear all said knowledge. So I yes. figured it's, it's best to come from the college degree <laughs> person than it is the... Have you read any of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? No. Okay. I need to. So it's very different from what you expect. How so? It's, we'll we'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. Okay. But it was written in 1818 or published in 1818. Oh, it's that old? It's very old. And one of the reasons I have such a respect for this story is because, well, first off, 1818. It's lived to the test of time. It's, it's, yes, it's, it's, it's lived... still going around. It's a much different story now than it was. Is there a, is there a different around. version? Like a, they, like someone rewrite the book? Well, there's multiple versions of Frankenstein. Huh? So no one, I don't think anyone has rewritten the book. But if you look okay. at like, but yeah, there's lots of like the monsters and yeah, all that. I love the monsters. It is, <laughs> it is a very, it's very different from what it started as. Really. Yes. Okay. And I, I'm excited to get into it. But anyway. Okay, get into it. Um, yeah. So it's stood the test of time. It's still around today. Um, and also, Mary Shelley was a woman writer in the eight, early 1800s. Yeah. When women aren't supposed early to be educated at yes. all. Let alone <laughs> she, read or write a good novel. Yes. That stands the test of times. Very un... Yes. Very un... And it's also kind of considered one of the first science fiction stories. Is it really? Yes. That's pretty cool. I yes. love that for Mary Shelley. So it's kind of cool. She's one of like the founders. And her name is just great. Of science fiction. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Mary Shelley. I wonder if like back in the day thought she was like a witch or something because she had this idea. Well, her mom, I believe it was, was a like was a feminist like she has oh what is it she wrote the vindication of women and i can't remember her mom wrote the vindication of women yes oh so there's just an educated queens (laughs) up in here yes wow (laughs) back in the early eight up yeah so like it's an interesting family um but she suffered a lot of death 
obviously her husband died. She had, I think three children who died and like, it's wow. <laughs> it just hit me in my, right in yeah. my soul. So she, especially in her later years, as does everybody, she has witnessed a lot of death. That's part of life, unfortunately. Later years, I'm only in my 20s and I've witnessed a <laughs> lot of death, so. Well, you can't get to your later years without witnessing death. Well, not really witnessing it, but experiencing it. Uh, that's not quite right either. Losing loved ones. We'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> Encountering death. Um. So, let me just read over my notes real quick. So Frankenstein today Mm -hmm. is about a man who creates this monster, right? Things get out of control. This monster goes on a killing rampage, kills a bunch of people. And... (laughs) Hear that? Frankensteins are zombies. You watch Hotel Transylvania. You watch Hotel Transylvania a lot. Frankenstein. Love that. Who's a nice guy? Just a little scared of fire. Which is the original version of Frankenstein. We're going to get into it. We're going to get I into it. I love it. Because Frankenstein very much today is considered a monster, right? Is he? I thought he was just a nice guy. He's just a, a, a creature that was created. If you look at the more like, I mean, aside from Hotel Transylvania, but that hotel, <laughs> ho- first off, Hotel Transylvania takes all monsters and kind of makes them likable. Right, the main characters are vampires, the heroes of the story. I right? love vampires though, so don't I get know, me going. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like every and the werewolf a lot dad of the can't heroes, even smell. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the heroes Winnie. of that story are considered monsters. Yeah, right. Like that's the this background. Is, this is true. Yes. Um. So a lot of versions of Frankenstein, he is a monster. Mm. Also, I just want to point out. We're going to call him Frankenstein just because that makes sense, but he doesn't have a name. Frankenstein is the man who created him. <laughs> Dr. World, Frankenstein. World Royal. <laughs> Be quiet. I'm doing something. <laughs> so we're going to say Frankenstein. Be quiet. Thank you. Thank you. Love it. So, Royal, <laughs> play the quiet game like your sister, okay? Yes, be quiet. Right on. So, um, so this modern story very much conveys the theme that monsters are created, which very compelling. Love that. Well, they can be. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one reason that Mary Shelley's Frankenstein kind of stands out from all the other ones is it's more so monsters are people. It's mm-hmm. kind of more the theme of her story. And we're going to get into it. I just want to first say the first time I read this book, I absolutely hated it. Hated it. You know what I hate? Hmm. How you take notes. Why do you hate it? Because th- you ain't supposed to go past this line. No, this is how I know when it's a different subject. I go... Okay. Don't tell me how to take notes. I use the page <laughs> fully. A little bullet I'm not point. wasting any paper. 
Because then I can quickly glance and check and see which okay. paragraph I'm on. That makes sense. Yeah. I can get bullet point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I hated it the first time I read it because it's not at all today's version of Frankenstein. I also hated better? my English teacher. It depends. It really okay. depends. Because it, it's not a very happy portrayal of humanity <laughs> what unaccepting mm-hmm. what's new yep that's still going on yep yep, yep. unaccepting hateful fear of the Whereas, unknown so that they're awful to people because they don't know yep that's going on now yep so i don't know <laughs> yep um In Mary Shelley's original version of Frankenstein, the creature, monster, Frankenstein, whatever you want to call him, was actually a vegetarian. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. She rewrote it and I think republished it where that wasn't really the case. But, like, he, reading Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the monster is more human than the humans. Because he's empathy? And yes, and it's so it's a weird like flip on like what we think of as monster. Okay, because so Dr. Frankenstein and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein creates this monster, right? Is immediately horrified by his creation and runs away screaming, basically. <laughs> Why is he horrified? Because this thing he created has come to life. He doesn't expect that he Isn't can do it. That's the point, my guy? Yeah, but he doesn't expect that it can actually be done. Okay. So, <laughs> immediately horrified, he runs away. Leaving this creation of his. who a fend for himself. Yes, which is basically a newborn baby. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and they stupid. Yep. They have no idea yep. what's going on. <laughs> Um, so this creature is pretty intelligent. Um, How? He, he has a, the brain of a pig or something. I don't know. There's he's That's the other thing, too. He's made up of people parts and animal parts. Wait, people and animals? Yes. He looks very different from what we think of as Frankenstein. He looks pretty gruesome. <laughs> hmm. He's not green. <laughs> He's not? No, not in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. What color is he? He's like bluish gray because he's made up of dead body parts. See, that's what I'm thinking in my head. I don't know why I was freaked out. They said he wasn't green. A bluish gray makes sense yeah. to me. <laughs> yep, yep. And yeah, he looks like a stereotypical monster, whereas I think Frankenstein by today's standards just looks like a green guy. <laughs> Got a few stitches in his face. Not you know, in Hotel me, Transylvania. Not... I guess he's a I bluish, he, okay, he's a bluish gray, okay. and like all of his body parts are like, yeah, sewn together. He's scared of like planes and stuff, so he gets like shipped to the hotel usually. Okay, well, and that's the thing is this cre- creature is pretty much terrified of everything because he doesn't know anything, right? Yeah, right. So when you have nothing to be explained to you, everything is going to be terrifying. A hundred percent. Um, so. I also want to point out, it's been years since I've read this book, so (laughs) (laughs) there's probably a lot of stuff that I don't remember, but, um, yeah, so not knowing anything about this world, this creature just kind of wanders aimlessly around, 
not having anyone to teach him anything, right? And people are understandably terrified of him because he looks horrifying. He looks kind of dead. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Well, not only know? that, but he's made up of different body parts, not just human, but also animal. <laughs> this is fair. So, like, yeah, it's understandable that there people run away There was probably some grave robbing involved. There definitely was. There's a whole, like, first half of the book where he's just gathering body parts. So Dr. Frankenstein is actually, he's not a doctor. He is a medical student. He never actually finishes My thing is, school. why is there so many people <laughs> out there that have the title doctor or use the title doctor? Well, he's never actually called Dr. Frankenstein. I call him that to differentiate him from his creation. Okay. Because. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> um. And I think that's why a lot of people call him Dr. Frankenstein today, too. And he wanted to be a doctor. So it's wanted like, to, but yes. never got there. No, no. Um, so this creature develops a fear of fire after burning himself. Very logical. You know. Right? Someone teach my daughter that. Because that girl would be <laughs> reaching for fire. And I'm like, no. Just let her touch it once. <laughs> no. Because I already know. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's what happens. No, no. Her daddy, <laughs> her daddy would try to kill me. No. Uh, but anyway, so this fear of fire and not really knowing his own strength is really what causes him to go on this murderous rampage. It's really all a misunderstanding. Is it accidental because he doesn't know his strength and he's yes. scared of fire? And then back in that time, everything was kind of. Well, they would use torches and pitchforks, torches and pitchforks and, right? pitch and yes. fire for everything. So he was just yes. constantly in a state of panic and fear. Yes. Which also brings me to the point that perhaps fear creates monsters. Just saying. It's something to think about. It is definitely something to think <laughs> about. For sure. For sure. 100%. Yep. Yep. Um. So, <laughs> whoa. Um, so after the monster goes on this killing rampage, Dr. Frankenstein is finally willing to take responsibility for his creation. He was ignoring that he did this the entire time. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back it up. So he made this creation, mm -hmm. got scared, ran mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew that he made this creation. Yeah. But he was denying Pretty much. That he made this, even though it's kind of hard to deny when people saw you collecting body parts. It wasn't so much that he was denying it. And also, I don't think a lot of people were aware that he was making it. Again, it's been years since I've read this. But he's very much not a likable character. And that's why it was hard for me to like this book, too. Because I need to have like some well, likable character. Asshole. And the most likable character is the monster, who I went into it the first time reading wanting to hate. Because... It's the monster. It's the monster, right. Okay. And I think that's why I had a really hard time the first time I read through it. Because I'm like, I hate all of these characters. Everyone sucks. And then the second time I was like, okay, we're going to side with the monster. I'm like, oh, it's not that. It's a pretty good story. It's not his <laughs> fault. It really isn't. That Dr. Frankenstein created him and then... And then abandoned him. Abandoned him. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely a huge metaphor, too, for like Dr. Frankenstein and the monster as like a parent-child relationship. It's very fascinating. There's a there's a lot to this. We can there's a lot. <laughs> Clearly. Um 
So after this killing rampage, Dr. Frankenstein is finally like, okay, I guess I kind of have to take responsibility for this. Uh, get your child, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it is your responsibility. Get your child, bro. Yep. Like, that's what yep. I'm yep. telling people. Get yep. your kid. Yep. Get your kid. So he decides to deal with this by... Um, Don't tell me. What killing it? the oh, monster. Okay. Yeah. So he, you know, creates this plan to kill the monster. Um, you'll be glad to know the monster ends up killing Dr. Frankenstein and his entire family. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, and then... Like on purpose? In self-defense. Okay. And I'll take it. It's, see, it's, this is a hard story to read. It, yeah. Because it is very tragic and very just like... Because the monster is the most likable character. And you are reading... There's a lot of like chapters kind of through his perspective. Oh, okay. And he feels so bad for everything that he does. But anyway, where was I? <laughs> Killing his family, he feels bad. Yeah. Well, and I mean, he felt bad before then too because yeah, you know. And there's also this huge tension between him and Dr. Frankenstein because he they hate each other. Like that's just <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> I know the vibes. Yeah, yeah. I know the vibes. Um, neither one of them handled the situation very well, if we're being honest. But, Everyone's um, trash. Yes, yes. My wrist is tingling. Uh-oh. You don't want to get carpal tunnel. Don't play with me. I'm sorry. I've got to remember to hold my shoulders down because they tend to go. And that's part of the reason I have terrible back problems right now. So we're just going to... Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so the monster kills Dr. Frankenstein and his entire family, and then presumably kills himself. He so, killed himself? Yes. How did he do that? I don't, I don't remember. Oh. This was, like, a really long time that I read this, but I do know it kind of ends with everyone dead. So, spoiler alert, sorry if you wanted to read it. <laughs> I mean, you can go read and get more detail than what we're giving oh, right yeah. now. It's like a very, like, surface-level summary. <laughs> but anyway, so Mary Shelley's Frankenstein still very much goes with the theme that monsters are created. But the way in which they're created, I think, is very different. Because mm. I would venture to say that Dr. Frankenstein is much more monstrous than his creation in just refusing to take responsibility. I feel like if dude wouldn't um um what how I um what did I say um kids are distracting bro they are (laughs) (laughs) that's okay um oh yeah Dr. Frankenstein is much more monstrous than his creation yeah, not taking... people are awful. Right. Accountability for your shit. But also, the reason he didn't take responsibility for it was because of fear. Personal right? problem, my It all my comes guy. back to fear, though. I'm telling you. Monsters are created through fear. Oh, I looked. Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Committed suicide. Okay, yep. By setting himself on fire. Okay. That sounds about right. I. I mean, he knows fire is harmful, right? That's one of the only things he knows is harmful. So he's like, all right, I got to do this to myself. I deserve this punishment. I, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know why I just grabbed both my space buns. Like, it was going to, like, <laughs> some protection or something. <laughs> That's so, so sad. That's an awful way you, to a, die. I told you, it's not a fun book. God. But also, did you know Mary Shelley wrote this book because a group of friends got together and they kind of dared each other to write a scary story and whoever wrote the scariest would, like, win? And so that's why. So it's a bunch of women over here writing and reading and shit? Yeah. And we... Yeah. So, um, so this creature was first deemed a monster because of his appearance. Look, right. there's a, plenty of people that are monsters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. With that... Well, and that's the that look fascinating good. <laughs> thing about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is the monster very, the idea of monster very quickly gets turned on its head when you realize the kind of, um, that it's really kind of monstrous for Dr. Frankenstein to let loose this newborn onto the world. <laughs> and the creature only truly does monstrous things when he is in fear for his life, Right. Well, and also she, at the end, I feel like killing Dr. Frankenstein and his entire family is a little bit justified, especially because a lot of this book is from the monster's point of view. But, but we can't always say that because no, killing is wrong. We do not condone true. killing. Trust me, I've been but wrong also, plenty of times in my life. But this creature never knew that. This is true. He didn't know better. And still felt guilty after going on his killing rampage without knowing that killing was bad. Like, that's I'm impressive. Respect To it. have morals without being taught them. I respect him. Right. I do think that it's a shame that this newer version sort of lost more nuanced idea of monster because in the newer versions, Dr. Frankenstein is very much a hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck you, Dr. Mm, Frankenstein. Yeah. And he's, he's a bitch. Right? <laughs> well, and I think that's another reason I hated this book the first time I read it too because it's it makes you think of humanity in such a negative way. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like in the times that we're living in now yeah well and that's part of I think what makes it such a timeless story too is because it is this nuanced idea of monster whereas humans are capable of monstrous deeds right Jeffrey Dahmer I mean yeah <laughs> Ed Gein Ted Bundy well and it's the Night Stalker Yes, and, you know, and he, very monstrous. Much more monstrous than Doctor Frankenstein. All he yeah. did was ignore his responsibility. Okay, so yeah. So, for, so let's <laughs> let's talk about it that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every every dad <laughs> or oh, <boy>. other parent. <laughs> I'm just saying, dad, for uh, personal reasons. Don't worry about me. Um, but other parent who just like thinks it's okay to just go. Yeah. And up and just. Oh, get yeah. out of their kid's life i have problems with because mm -hmm. you're creating abandonment with your yeah. child or it's parents thing or parents do. who don't take accountability responsibility for the shit that they do and then uh get put into prison oh, mm, oh mm. Mm. i think it's very important to take for responsibility multiple for years actions. every action you take has, has a, a reaction especially when you have yes. kids involved and you have to be able to face those consequences. If you cannot freaking be a decent human being and not do shit that's going to get you taken away from your kids for an extended amount of time or just 
you just yourself decide to get up and go. I mean, I'm not saying people go into like the service and they're gone. Not that's a whole different yes. thing. That's different. You're going on your deployment. You're going well, to work, serve the country. Work doing work than is being stupid and fucking yeah. off can cause kids. Some kids aren't really affected by it. They're like, yeah, whatever. My dad left. It's cool. Whatever. Um, be a better person. Some kids get well, real fucked up by it. And I'm gonna say the kids who aren't affected by it, the reason they're not is probably because they have the ability to and like analyze, analyze yes right? like that's <laughs> like it's not their fault they know they, they didn't right. do nothing to cause that that parent to leave right so um so there's that mm-hmm. so i take account of fucking ability well, and people also too, and also if children. you cannot take care of your fucking kid don't lay down and help fucking make one, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, Let's talk about it. Let's not talk about it because I'll get pissed. <laughs> but well, I will say, parents abandoning their children is has been around since time itself, and it's right? awful. It's it awful. Is. I it has serious I ramifications. Don't know how people can just up and leave, especially a mom who can just up and leave and not give a fuck. You carried that child mm-hmm. for nine months 40 weeks sometimes 42 weeks well and keep in mind too this was written in 1818 and it was fairly common for men to not take responsibility for for their their yeah (laughs) yeah that's my thing it's like how i you know it's much more social or like a man like a man like you you know you you create a half fucking person Mm -hmm. and yet you're just gonna bounce Mm -hmm. and not care like if they're doing good they're fed they're getting their shots whatever and like i i more can't I think I can understand why a dad I mean I can I understand but I can see why a dad wouldn't have a feeling of a connection with the child that they haven't like had physical touch with or like mm-hmm. you know bonding yeah. time with because that's you get the dads have to bond a different way like dads have to do skin to skin after their kid is born or they're not gonna have that that bonding time with that baby but as a mom or a person or a person who gives birth to a child mm-hmm you carry that child since day one. Yeah. Since it was what a zygote, a zygote yeah. in your in your uterus. They exist because of you. They exist because <laughs> they survive because of yeah. you in your womb. So for a person, for a mom to abandon their child, I'm not saying moms who give their kid up for adoption. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that because that's valid. Responsible. That's responsible. Yeah. It's valid. That kid hopefully is not in the system for the rest of their life and gets adopted by a great family. Mm-hmm. Babies normally do. So I, that's great. I'm not talking about the ones that give up for adoption. I'm talking about the ones that, like, have a kid, give birth to this kid, keep the kid, but then abandon the kid with a family member or God, for, you know, God sent, you know, a dad steps up and takes mm-hmm. care of the kid by himself. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't understand how, how a person who gave birth to can just up and go. Because I could never... I can yeah. I've given birth to two kids and it's you know it's hard sending to their dad over the weekend coming like, with my babies. Mm-hmm. I know I know they're safe, I know they're yes. good, I'm gonna get them back on Monday or Sunday. Right. But it's like Yeah. It's just like I can never be like, okay, bye, and not see my it, kids for right. months on end or years on end. I could never mm-hmm. could never. 
Mm-hmm. It would eat my soul. Even if I, and if for some reason I did, I have to be away from for an extended period of time. Like whenever Ariel's dad like does go whatever, do whatever. Like I couldn't, you know, I I call on every day. Yeah, check in on her every day. Like, hello, hi, what what's going on? Is she good? Is she good? Is she sick? How's she feeling? Until I got her back, I would check in on her every single day. Yeah, until she was back in my my nice. presence yes i don't understand how people can just abandon something that they create mm-hmm. even dr frankenstein you wanted this bro you well, made this exactly, a point exactly. you went and you found the body parts the brain the heart the arms the legs the body you found everything yes and you put electricity into him and hoping that it would bring him to life yes because we do know usually a heart if it's brand new enough if it's new enough well, I'm sure the heart was the last thing he got because had we a recently deceased person's yep, heart, yep. Can yeah, a little bit of electricity can yeah. get it kicking again? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I my question is like, how did how could you sit there and be like, oh my god, I didn't think it was gonna happen, bro. Even if you didn't think it was gonna yeah. happen, you wanted to happen. You needed, but you should have prepared yourself. Yeah, and he didn't because I don't think he actually believed it could happen. But also, there's this idea that lack of love is also what creates monsters right because this, oh 100 this creature wasn't really a monster until he went on this killing rampage right right and then he kind of like accepted the fact that he was a monster like and but he still felt bad that he was killing people and yes. he didn't mean to he was just scared yep he was scared and he had no direct like he had no direction and he realized like he is so smart for like and a lot of serial killers he did realize that are smart as fuck oh yeah but they had a lack of love from either a mom, that, a dad, like like who, like Dahmer. Mm-hmm. His mom is up and bounced. Yeah, <laughs> she went a little cuckoo, took the younger sibling up and bounced. Yeah, and then the dad had a new had a new lady. He up and bounced and left him in this house. Yeah, mom's gone, dad's gone. Leave the the, the teenager mm-hmm. alone in this house. Y'all still paying the bills, bringing him food, obviously. <laughs> But he's drowning in drinking yeah. and whatnot. Instead of just become like a taxidermist like he was into, mm-hmm. he became a serial killer because y'all abandoned him. Yeah. And then kind of got mad because he kind of was into men. Mm-hmm. And then y'all got, and then y'all were trying to shove him to go into like the, the service. Mm-hmm. He just wanted attention, love, and. Yeah. Like he was, if his dad would have been more involved, mom, I know his mom was a little cuckoo. Um, but like the dad, like he said, y'all had a great time when y'all did taxidermy together. You could have bonded with your son Mm -hmm. and he wouldn't have been a raging monster who later on had to die. Yep. But I, I can't remember if he died by, you know, lethal injection or the electric chair or if he was killed in prison. I think he was killed in prison, but I could be wrong. I think Ted Bundy was killed in prison. Okay. That might be who I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Fairly certain Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy was killed in prison okay. by prisoners, but I can't remember if Jeffrey, if Jeffrey Dahmer was. <laughs> Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was written by a woman, right? What I find interesting is Dr. Frankenstein becomes the hero of the story when the story is taken over by men. <laughs> you, know you want to talk about men? How about men taking over stuff? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. They ruin everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I, I take that it's a back. a bit of an overstatement. Some men are great. Mm-hmm. Some. Mm-hmm. 
majority there's a few bad ones we don't gotta yes. talk about those ones because there's mm-hmm. a few bad women too there's always gonna be bad oh oh what's her name what's her name yeah what's her name uh-huh fucking crazy lady what's her name there's a few sophia what'd you say i said there's a few oh i thought <laughs> you said is it sophia <laughs> and i'm like what no the one lady that Madame Lalori, she was. She no, was... I'm not thinking about her. I'm thinking about more okay. recent. Okay. Um, she she's a serial killer. Um, Prostitute. All I can think of are like really old serial killers. Um, we got we got Elizabeth Bathory. Oh yeah, she's crazy too. Um, <laughs> she. I don't know any recent women serial killers. She like. As a prostitute, said all the all the men that she killed was in self defense. So they tried to rape her. Oh jeez. Yeah. What's her name? It's Madame Nina Clifford. She wasn't a serial Who's killer, that? but she. Um, oh, Saint Paul history for you guys. She was. You learned this on your. <laughs> I did. You did. Okay. I did. Okay. Um, but she was known as like the it's most dangerous Paul? woman in the underworld. Yeah. In Saint Paul. In Saint Paul. Ooh. This was back in like the 19 early 1900s when st paul was as a refugee refugee area for all the murderers and and, the mobs and shit if y'all didn't know st paul was you could murderers could come to st paul and be known and wanted murderers and they'd be safe here and all the all the ass was like you did not do any of your murdering your mobbing or anything in the boundaries of st paul yeah which is a big area and it's basically because the mob paid off the police like that. Yeah. They came up with this act where like any criminals were safe in St. Paul as long as they didn't commit any crimes in St. Paul. Yeah. So, so it became, all like, the crimes for criminals. All the crimes had to be done. <laughs> like they had that what the one that the famous trio with the mom and the two sons. They were here in St. Paul at one point in time. I can't remember their names right now, but they're pretty famous. OK. Um, They were here and having refugee in St. Paul like St. Paul. Like, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of mob well-known his- criminals criminals being in St. Paul because they could hide out and not get yeah and not hide out they could just be here right walking around the street because they were in the boundaries of St. Paul which is it's because now it's north south east and west yeah it's, it's a different huge now, but... area but yeah that's crazy but like you know, mm. yeah and Madame Nina Clifford was not a killer to my knowledge but basically she owned and ran a bunch of brothels. Okay. And was the richest woman in the underworld. Like, she made bank. I'm going to need her life. I, no, I don't. <laughs> well, and that's what's interesting is there's not a lot of information about her. Actually, I've never heard of this lady. And I've looked up history of St. Paul and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not a lot of history about her. And people who knew of her knew of her because they were seedy people. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they were involved. Yes. <laughs> they were involved in one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So that's though. one reason there's not a lot of information about yeah, her. Yeah, she's kind of a she's a little bit of a legend just because she's so mysterious. I love a good mysterious queen. I really <laughs> do. You know? Yeah. Love a good mystery. Yeah. Fun fun. Little murder mystery. <laughs> so I think I covered most of my notes. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely, I think I talked more about, like, the themes of the story than the actual story itself. Let's look it up quick. So it's, um... Live on the spot. 
Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's been years since I've read it. So I just remember like how it made me feel rather than like the actual story of it. Yeah. Which it's so different from modern day Frankenstein because it was taken over by men. (laughs) That's what taken over by men. No, but Mary Shelley is definitely a very interesting person. 83% of people like this book. Mm-hmm. You can get it at Barnes and Noble for four ninety nine for an ebook. I think I have a copy if you want one. Audible, Kindle, Kobo, I don't know, Apple Books, Google Play. Scribed. Yeah, it's a good book. It is was written in eighteen eighteen, so the language is very old. So it can take a bit to like setting year seventeen hundred. Mm-hmm. Author, original published. J- Original published date, January 1st, 1818. Okay. So that's when it was. Yeah. It's a Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I us, Becky. That. Exactly. I love that. Y'all, they don't know we're both Capricorns. <laughs> I love getting giving astrological signs to inanimate objects. That's fabulous. I've never done it before, but I kind of love it now. <laughs> okay. No, Frankenstein, this... or the Modern Prometheus, oh, yes. is an 1818 novel written by English author Mary Shelley. Frankenstein tells the story of Victor Frankenstein, a young scientist who creates a sapient creature in an unorthodox scientific experiment. Shelley started writing the story when she was 18, and the first edition was published anonymously in London on 1 January 1818, when she was 20. Her name first appeared in the second edition, which was published in Paris Mm -hmm. in 1821. Yeah, so in the 1818 version, the monster is very much gentler. Okay. And And then she rewrote it. And she rewrote it, and he's a little harsher, but still, you still feel sympathy for him. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, much of it is from the monster's point of view. Okay. Shelley traveled through Europe in 1815, moving along the river Rhine, 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 in Germany, <laughs> and stopping in Gerenshim. Sure. It's, it, it's German, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Away from Frankenstein's uh, 17 kilometers away from Frankenstein's castle, where two centuries before in um, Alchemist, A-L-C-H-E-M-I-S-T. Alchemist. Alchemist, that's the word. Mm-hmm. Had engaged in experiments. She then journeyed to the region of Geneva, Switzerland, where much of the story takes place. Galvanism Mm -hmm. and occult ideas were topics of the conversation for her companions, particularly for her love and future husband, Percy by she Shelley. Okay, so this was the other thing, too. When she met Percy, he was married. Oh, she got pregnant when he was married. Her his wife died. And so happily died married. She so happily died. I don't think she was murdered. <laughs> but, 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 okay, so they met while he was married. Yes. She got pregnant while he was married. Yes. The wife so happily dies. <laughs> In that nine months. No, I don't think it was while she was pregnant. Okay. 
We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> in 1816, Mary, Percy, and London Byron had a competition to see who wrote the best horror story. After thinking for days, Shelley was inspired to write Frankenstein after imagining a scientist who created a life and was horrified by what he had made. Though Frankenstein is infused with elements of the gothic novel and the romantic movement, Brian Aldeus has argued for regarding it as the first true science fiction story. Mm-hmm. In contrast to previous stories with fictional elements resembling those of later science fiction, Aldeus states the central character makes a deliberated decision and turns to modern experiments in the laboratory to achieve fantastic results. The novel has had a considerable influence on literature and popular culture. It has spawned to a complete genre, a complete genre of horror stories, films, and plays. Since the publication of the novel, the names Frankenstein has often been used enormously to refer to the monster rather than his creator slash father. Yes. Yeah. The in Frankenstein, the creature does not have a name. They never once call him Frankenstein because Frankenstein is his creator. So they just call him the creature. So it's kind of like a dig to him that we call him Frankenstein. A little bit, yeah. Because he didn't like his yeah. creator or of co- father. Well, of course not. A little yeah. bit of a dig. A little bit, yeah. Ah. Uh. But what else would you call him? Because he he needs a name. The creature also is a dig. He can't be That's called the saying. creature. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I think we should call him Gerald. Gerald. Gerald and Harold. <laughs> <laughs> I did not plan that. I did not even. Harold think. is our skeleton pillow that sits with us on the couch when we yes, record. He is. <laughs> um, I will say I do love the fact that like one of the founding fathers of science fiction is a woman. You can be out here for a little bit, bub. Okay. Okay. <laughs> do you want a nap? That's a no. <laughs> no but oh, well, yeah, that's Frankenstein. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm not to read the book now. Yeah, it's definitely very different from today's idea. It oh, makes you think sure. a lot more about what it is to be a monster. I'm a monster. Everyone's a monster. I'm a monster. I'm a monster. I'm a monster. But you know, it I'm takes the idea of like what it is to be a monster and really makes you think about it because the monster is not the monster. I mean, he is the monster by the end, but yeah. Also, monsters create other monsters. True. True that. That's another. Yeah, it's all about creation of monsters, which is fascinating. Because they they don't exist; they're created. Correct. I believe that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. So yeah, the psychology of it is fascinating to me. 100%. That's so cool. So yeah. So hey, Shelley, fascinating character. I have to read the book Fascinating now. character. The creature, fascinating character. Um, Dr. Frankenstein just got to go. Oh, he, yeah. He irks my soul already. Yeah, that's one reason I hated this book the first time I read it. Yeah, I believe that. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. Sweet. Coolio. 
I'll see you next time. See you tomorrow.